The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Stop. This message could save you from investing your precious time into a true crime story that goes nowhere. Avoid that disappointment. You need True Crime Feed Podcast. Unlimited premium true crime curated for you. Find out about a female serial dater turned serial killer. The truth about the D.A.R.E. program. Bizarre black markets, political murder plots, and a school for troubled teens so horrific it could be a Stephen King novel. True Crime Feed sifts the archives from the past decade to select the best cases and gives you a quick overview sprinkled with a teensy bit of humor plus a weekly top three power ranking for shows currently trending and lets you know what shows to send down your podcast queue trap door you know you want those thrill chills so come and get them subscribe to true crime feed that's true crime f-e-e-d wherever you get your podcasts And the quaint town of Clinton, Missouri, a chilling mystery unfolded that sent shivers down the spines of its unsuspecting residents. A young woman with her whole life ahead of her vanished without a trace. The town, once vibrant and serene, now quivered with a palpable sense of fear. Witnesses spoke of a mysterious man lurking by her last known location. The young woman's fiancé nearly chased down the truck that held her captive. Her disappearance is a chilling reminder that in the most ordinary of places, the most extraordinary horrors could unfold. Eerily, the mystery remains, etched into the very fabric of the town, waiting to be unraveled by those we trust to give us answers in our time of need. This is the case of Angela Hammond. Twenty-year-old Angela Hammond was a popular young adult, juggling work at a bank with classes at Central Missouri State University. In January 1991, her boyfriend Rob Schaefer proposed to her, and they swiftly became engaged. Despite their relatively brief one-year relationship, their compatibility was evident to those around them. Rob, who was an aspiring athlete with military ambitions, and Angela were seen as a good match. Their lives took a significant turn in January 1991, when Angela discovered she was pregnant. The couple was living together in a rented home at the time, and immediately started saving money upon hearing the news. Sadly, their budding family would never get the chance to become complete. On the night of April 4th, 1991, Angela and her fiancé were at her mother's home for a barbecue. Although her parents were divorced, they were still able to get along and be a positive in Angela's life. At around 9 p.m., Rob had to go home and watch his little brother. Angela went to spend time with her friend. She drove her back home at around 11.15 p.m. 
What happened next would spark a series of events that left an eerie feeling throughout the town. Angela's fiance would be forced to watch as she disappeared out of his life forever. Because of these events, the town of Clinton, Missouri has never been the same. It all happened on that April night. After dropping off her friend, Angela Hammond phoned her fiance from a payphone in the parking lot of a supermarket. On that night, Rob was looking after his younger brother, and Angela had intended to meet up with him. While talking with Rob, Angela noticed a man driving an older model green pickup truck circling the parking lot. The man eventually parked near the payphone and exited the vehicle. Angela discreetly described him to Rob, mentioning his glasses, beard, and mustache. The man carried a flashlight and initially seemed to be searching for something in the parking lot. At one point, he unexpectedly approached Angela's location. The man walked up to the adjacent payphone and picked up the receiver, pretending to make a call before promptly hanging up. Angela asked the man if he needed to use the phone she was using. He quickly declined and started to walk back to his truck. Rob would then be told something that completely changed the tone of the conversation. Angela informed him that the man suddenly stopped and was headed back in her direction. Before Rob could respond, Angela screamed and the call abruptly ended. Filled with terror at the thought of his fiancée being in danger, the 18-year-old swiftly jumped into his car and sped toward the food barn parking lot, which was about seven blocks away from his home. As he raced down the street, a green truck approached from the opposite direction. As it passed him, he distinctly heard Angela's cries for help. Rob now realized that he'd passed the car of Angela's kidnapper. Reacting swiftly, he turned his car around, attempting to catch up with the truck. He managed to cover only about a mile before his car's transmission failed. Rob managed to reach a nearby payphone and immediately called the police, recounting every detail he knew about Angela's abduction. Despite not getting a clear view of the driver, he observed that the green pickup truck bore a decal depicting a nature or fishing scene on its rear window. Additionally, he believed the truck had sustained damage to its left front fender. Law enforcement officers thoroughly searched the vicinity in hopes of locating the truck, but were unsuccessful in their efforts. Authorities went to the food barn, where they discovered Angela's car in the parking lot. Close by was the payphone she had utilized to contact Rob. Sadly, they could find no clues as to her whereabouts. Witnesses remembered seeing a Caucasian man driving a truck near the payphone shortly before Angela was taken, but their attention had not been focused on him, making it impossible to provide a detailed description. The police were now having to confront a potentially tragic situation. Angela was not the first young woman to go missing in Missouri that year, and the investigators weren't sure if there was someone targeting the women in the area. In January, Trudy Darby was abducted from a convenience store in Max Creek, Missouri. In February, Cheryl Kenny was taken from Nevada, Missouri, shortly after completing her shift at a convenience store. Trudy was later found deceased, but Cheryl's whereabouts remain unknown. Was there an individual targeting women in the area? 
the investigators were beginning to believe so. With this new revelation, the FBI was enlisted to aid in the investigation. FBI spokesman Jeff Lanza acknowledged the possibility of a connection between the cases of the three women. However, he urged the public not to hastily draw conclusions, emphasizing that this was just one of several theories being considered by investigators. Over 250 volunteers joined efforts with local, state, and federal authorities in the search for Angela. By Sunday night, they had extensively combed through much of Henry County, yet no clues regarding her whereabouts had surfaced. The quest for the green pickup truck had proven equally unproductive. Rob, deeply troubled about his pregnant fiancée's safety, clung to hope that Angela would be found unharmed. His optimism waned as the days passed without any progress in the investigation. Angela was described by friends as a sociable and lively young woman who brought joy to those around her. A graduate of Montrose High School, she eagerly anticipated motherhood and had already begun preparing for the baby's arrival. Angela typically worked as a night processor at Union State Bank, but she had the night off on the evening. She was abducted. On Thursday night, Angela and her closest friend, Kyla Engman, spent much of their time driving around the small town of Clinton, socializing with friends in the town square. Just after 11 p.m., they parted ways. Kyla would head home, and Angela would make her way to a nearby payphone. While she had intended to meet up with her boyfriend, she was calling to tell him that she was too tired to make it. Angela didn't have a telephone at home, so she was familiar with the locations of several payphones and used them regularly. Interestingly, she had never expressed any concerns about her safety prior to this incident. Detectives procured phone records from the payphone, pinpointing Angela's call to Rob at 11.13 p.m. Their phone call would conclude at around 11.45 with Angela's scream. Law enforcement officers hoped to find witnesses who might have observed a green pickup truck in the vicinity while Angela was on the phone. Clinton Police Detective Damon Parsons openly voiced his concerns about Angela's well-being, candidly expressing that the chances of finding her alive were minimal. He also emphasized that no one had been ruled out as a potential suspect in the case. Investigators were diligently interviewing everyone associated with Angela, aiming to identify anyone who might have had the motivation to harm her. A few days following Angela's disappearance, her fiancé and one of her former boyfriends both voluntarily underwent polygraph tests. Bill Barker, a 17-year-old who had dated Angela before she began her relationship with Rob, revealed he was interrogated for approximately three hours. Rob underwent questioning by FBI agents that extended over five hours. Although detectives refrained from disclosing the polygraph results, they clarified that both Rob and Bill had been primarily questioned as witnesses who were intimately acquainted with Angela. Ultimately, both young men were absolved of any suspicion. On April 15, 1991, detectives sought the assistance of the Missouri Rural Crime Squad. Detective Parsons stated that they had explored all available leads 
and remained in the dark about Angela's fate. They were optimistic that the additional resources might aid in locating Angela or the green pickup truck driven by her abductor. Union State Bank, Angela's workplace, announced a $5,000 reward for information leading to her discovery or the arrest and conviction of the person responsible for her disappearance. Another local bank also established a reward fund. Into the third week of searching for Angela, officials reached out to the public for assistance. Residents in rural areas of West Central Missouri were urged to inspect their properties, including outbuildings, for any suspicious items that might aid detectives in locating the missing woman. It was suggested that the owner of the pickup truck might have abandoned it due to the widespread publicity surrounding Angela's abduction. There was a possibility it had been left on someone's property without their knowledge. As news of Angela's disappearance spread, new witnesses came forward to assist detectives. Two women reported seeing her at the payphone on the night she vanished. They initially mistook Angela for one of their friends, so they pulled into the food barn parking lot to talk to her. Once they'd realized that she was not their friend, they drove away. It was then that the two women had seen a man seated in a green pickup truck. He reclined his seat, concealing his face from view. Detectives suspected that Angela was abducted immediately after the women departed. Following interviews with several individuals who claimed to have seen the pickup truck driven by Angela's abductor, detectives released specific details. They were searching for a 1968 to 1970 Ford truck adorned with a color decal depicting a fishing scene on the rear window. The truck had a light green bottom half and a dark green top half separated by a chrome strip. Additionally, it featured a white roof and its license plate possibly contained the letters X and Y. The driver was described as a white male, age 20 to 35, with dark collar length hair and a mustache. He had a medium build and was dressed in a dark colored t-shirt and a baseball cap. The man's visibly unkempt appearance was a consistent mention among the witnesses. One month after Angela's disappearance, the reward for information reached $11,000, yet detectives faced a frustrating lack of substantial leads. Despite pursuing over 500 tips, none of them brought them any closer to locating her. In an effort to generate fresh leads, Angela's grandparents, Lloyd and Elizabeth Young, offered an additional $5,000 reward for any information about her whereabouts. Angela's case eventually went cold. Months passed, and investigators found themselves in the same position as the night she disappeared. On January 29, 1992, Angela's case was featured on an episode of the television show, Unsolved Mysteries. Detectives, along with Angela's loved ones, were optimistic that the national exposure would generate fresh leads and rejuvenate the investigation, which had remained stagnant for months. Following the broadcast of the episode, investigators were flooded with calls, receiving 387 tips from individuals who believed they had information about Angela or her abductor. By the end of the week, this number had escalated to over 600. 
Detectives diligently followed up on each lead, although none of them provided any leads on Angela's whereabouts. The investigators would then outsource their help. In April of 1993, they spoke with a psychic who told them that Angela was buried on a farm in Lafayette County, Missouri. Detectives, usually hesitant to act on psychic hunches, were swayed by an informant who mentioned a man previously associated with the property having a truck similar to the one used in Angela's abduction. The informant alleged that this man once owned a green pickup truck and that it was purportedly buried on the Lafayette County property. Detectives combed the area, but found only car parts, none of which belonged to a truck. Several weeks later, a reporter for a Clinton newspaper brought a psychic to the same property, and she claimed Angela had been held there. The investigators brought in cadaver dogs to search the property. Approximately two dozen investigators from the Lafayette County Sheriff's Office accompanied by five cadaver dogs, spent several hours meticulously searching the expansive 60-acre property. The dogs failed to react to anything, and the search yielded no clues regarding Angela's whereabouts. As the investigation ground to a halt, her case gradually slipped from the headlines. Years passed with no significant breakthroughs. Although detectives sporadically received tips, the mystery surrounding Angela's disappearance persisted. Angela's mother openly acknowledged her belief that her daughter was most likely deceased. Still, she longed for closure, hoping to find her daughter's body for a proper burial. The uncertainty, she expressed, was even more agonizing than the painful acknowledgement of Angela's death. As the 30th anniversary of Angela's disappearance came closer, the investigators revealed a devastating theory. In a 2021 press release, the Clinton Police Department disclosed new information suggesting the possibility that Angela's abduction might have been a case of mistaken identity. This revelation revolved around a confidential informant instrumental in a sting operation against a major narcotics ring. The informant, assigned a confidential number to safeguard his identity during the court case, received a letter postmarked April 4, 1991. The sender addressed the man using his confidential number and ominously wrote, We know where your daughter is. She will see us soon. Coincidentally, this man's daughter was named Angela. As of July 2023, Angela is officially recorded as a missing person. Numerous theories continue to circulate regarding her disappearance on that April night over three decades ago. However, it is the investigators who have found themselves at an impasse. Some speculate she was seized opportunistically by someone passing by who noticed her vulnerable state in a parking lot. Others suggest a case of mistaken identity, while murmurs persist about her boyfriend's involvement, despite official clearance from the police. Tragically, until a confession is made or Angela's remains are discovered, the truth may forever be out of reach. <laughs>